Welcome to The Motivated Mind, where I challenge you to expand your perspective on how to achieve a successful life through motivational lessons, reflections, and interviews with other motivated minds. What is up? Welcome to episode 197. Thanks so much for listening. It means so much to me. If I brought you any value, please be sure to leave a review and hit that subscribe button. Don't be a stranger. Shoot me a DM on Instagram or Facebook. Let me know what you want to hear more of and please be sure to share the podcast. I'm truly grateful for your support. Thank you. You can learn all the skills in the world, math, business, writing, but the right mindset will always trump them all. It's the great unlock to all other skills. Success and happiness come down to one single component, and that's mindset. In order to achieve our goals in life, our mindset needs to match those aspirations. And this is exactly what I pack into my free weekly newsletter. As a free subscriber, you receive the Mastering Your Mindset newsletter once per week, where I break down step-by-step processes to master your mindset and practical growth tips. If you haven't subscribed, but you enjoy the content I drop on this podcast, then you're missing out. Click the link in the show notes to subscribe for free to the Mastering Your Mindset newsletter. Some additional exciting news. This month, I am launching my new website, scottmlynch.com. I wanted to create one central hub where each of you could easily navigate my offerings, especially given that I now offer multiple ways to refine your mindset. We've put a lot of work into this, and I can't wait to share it with each of you. It's gone through a major visual overhaul and we've added some exciting features. You'll be able to book one-on-one sessions directly through the website, sign up for my free weekly newsletter, explore some motivational merch that'll be launching, and the most exciting part that I've been quietly keeping under wraps, I'll be launching a course this year and you'll be able to access this through my website as well. More details to come. Today we have another special guest that joins the pod, Nick Arap Kyles, host of the Just Grow podcast. Nick's been helping entrepreneurs and working professionals gain clarity, connection, and fulfillment. Nick and I get into a very deep conversation, honestly the deepest conversation I've gotten into on this podcast to date. We discuss why being successful isn't all about career achievements. A huge part of impact is sitting in the soil of vulnerability, sharing our truths, sharing the things we stapled in the past yet still stumble over in the present. That thing we trip over is the thing we need to share because when we do, we can influence and change the world. Nick shares a fear that he held on to for 22 years and is now using that fear to influence others. I hope you all find a ton of value in our conversation. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I feel like it's allowed me to be more creative because I've been able to simplify the admin aspect of my podcast and focus on developing more valuable and creative content. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com podcasters to get started. 
giving someone the okay. And I've done that to a certain extent on my podcast by being vulnerable about, you know, my best friend, about my dad, because I wanted people to understand. I wanted to invite them that it's okay. It's okay to share these things. It's okay to speak about them out loud. It's okay to register them out loud and share them out loud. And I would, if you're open to it, love for you to share your experience, your your past, because I think there's a lot of people that have not been willing to take their key that they have in their pocket and put it in the lock. Yeah. Well, I, first of all, really appreciate you having me on, man. It's an absolute honor just to continue to connect with you, man. And we, we've talked extensively about this at this point where it's just like, that's why I started podcasts is to connect with people. And, you know, if it continues to help people, that's amazing. And um, I think it is important to share your story because I think everyone does have a story. And I think some people kind of downplay it to say, well, what, what do I have to share? Mm. But everybody, like, you can, and we talked about this on mine is like, you can learn something from everybody, but I think the more that you step into your power and you share your story and you attack the things that you're scared of, your insecurities and get vulnerable, you give people permission to do the same. And it really relieves people a lot. And I'd say kind of like segue into a piece of my story, which I, I'm pretty sure I know what you're referring to. Um, you know, for the longest time, and I think as, as the, on the male side of things is, we're kind of conditioned not to open up too much, right? It's just it's vulnerability isn't strength in in the in the eyes of the world for the most part. I think it's starting to become more so that I think people are kind of waking up and learning what real strength is. But for the longest time, I was kind of that guy that just was like always, "Hey, I'm good," mm. instead of saying like, oh, "I'm having I'm, I'm a tough day, I'm struggling, I'm embarrassed, I'm I'm feeling some shame and some guilt." I was just always like, yeah, I'm good. I'm fine. Nothing phases me. Right. But I, I knew that something was kind of like eating at me a little bit. Um, and I, I'd, I'd gone through some pretty interesting transformations. I had this injury in the gym a while back where I tore my pectoral tendon. I don't know if we got into that too much, but it, it was a real wake up call. Um, things were just <clears throat> not going well in my life. I, dealing with a breakup business wasn't going well and just kind of all over the place. Um, and that ended up turning into a really great thing because I was ended up being really grateful for it. It changed my mind. I really kind of went back into myself and, and, and dove deep into myself, really developed a, a meditation practice. And, uh, you know, after a few months, I was back on my feet better than ever after living with my parents in a sling, sleeping on a recliner for two months. Uh, it was, it was a very humbling experience. I kind of, you know, I think the universe or God or whatever you guys believe in, uh, it tends to give you exactly what you need in that moment, even if you don't recognize it or realize what you need. Um, but I'm always reminded of the quote, <clears throat> tell if you want God to laugh, tell him your plans because he's you know ultimately got a bigger plan for you. Um, so everything was going really well in my life. You know, I had a um, shortly after that, I got into a, a great relationship and things were going well. Um, but I could always tell like something was kind of feeling a little off and I knew exactly what it was, but I didn't want to tell anybody. And, um, somehow I got a in- invite to go to this emotional intelligence program. And I was really nervous to go because I-, I knew exactly what it was all about. And it was about the thing that I had probably feared most in my life is opening up and being vulnerable and sharing the things that I'm insecure about rather than just continuing to brush things off and say, I'm good. But, you know, I don't know if we talked about this or maybe I, I think I heard a video today or I forget if I have so many conversations these days, but it's like <clears throat> talking about how you can operate in, in, in faith or fear. Mm-hmm. And I think for like one of the first times in my life after that whole traumatic injury and everything, I, I think I started really listening to my intuition a little bit more. And so I just kind of followed my intuition to go to this event and I went and my, my friend was the one that you know recommended that I go. And he, I really look up to him and admire and respect him. And so he was kind of giving me some pointers before I got there, as I was driving to Vegas, kind of on a whim, it was like literally within 24 hours type of decision. So that I was like, if nothing else this is going to be a, an, an interesting story, mm-hmm. nonetheless. 
but uh, I was driving there and on the way uh, we got on a call and he's like, you really, you really want to hit all your goals. You want to become this person, right? You're like you're serious about all this stuff. Right. I'm like, yeah. He's like, okay, well you go there and you go all in. Don't hold back. They ask you for, to raise your hand and speak in front of everybody, raise your hand and speak in front of everybody. They ask you to share, you know, just go all in. Don't, don't just dip your toes, cannonball in. And like when he said that, I was like, oh my gosh, all right, whatever. Yeah, we'll figure it out. And so, you know, I go there and thinking that, you know, it's just going to be kind of a introductory night, the first night. And it got real, real quick. And I mean, I was bawling my eyes out within like, within like an hour of being in this classroom. And I was like, whoa, what's going on? And so the second day we were there, um, I finally admitted something that I had held on to for 22 years. I never, like I said, I never thought I was going to share it with anybody because my mindset always was, why do we need to talk about this? That's in the past. Why? Like, let's just move forward. Let's focus on the positives. But uh, I finally acknowledged and admitted to one person that I was molested when I was 12 years old. And like I said, I had always kind of known that that was holding me back in a lot of different ways, but call it pride, ego, whatever it is, kind of just said, whatever, I'm, I'm better than that. I don't, I don't need to share this with anybody. But it was interesting because, you know, after I did that and I had this mindset because we got in what they call dyads, where it's just, you're speaking to one person and they ask you to share your victim story. And to be honest, I never really agree with a victim story because I think we're co-creators and everything in life. Now there is a conversation depending on how old you are, but uh, I digress. Uh, the, the reason I was saying all that is because after I shared it with this person, I went into the bathroom and I looked in the mirror and it felt different. I felt like I saw myself differently. I, I felt like I was actually looking at more of myself because in a lot of regards, I was hiding before that. Mm -hmm. And so I think the reason that I, I, I share this story and I'll probably continue to share this story is because, you know, before I was always thinking, oh, I don't want to share this. I don't want to do this. It was all about me. But once I went there, I shared with this one person, I thought I was done. I thought I was like, all right, I got off my chest one person I'm done. Right. But then again, coming back to this whole concept, I feel like I'm following my intuition more. I got back in our little power group, which was like six people. And I thought, I, I really thought I was done. I was like, that's it. I'm good. But I followed my intuition. I got up, spoke in front of our group, shared it with them. After that, one of the kids in our group came up to me and he's like, dude, thank you so much. Like that, like, because you shared this now, I was able to open up about this and this and this. And it started just gradually starting to get me a little bit more outward focused. And like, so that felt really good. And I just like this whole, this whole new feeling that I had, like, I've never experienced quite, quite about that. And then we got back in front of the entire class, which was about 45 people. And I just, I don't know, I, I was kind of on some momentum. It felt good. And I just decided, hey, I'll stand up and share. And I shared it in front of the entire class. And then multiple people came up to me after that, thank me. And I was just like, I'm helping people in a way that I've never helped people before. Right. And I truly am like, I came into this event thinking, ah, I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I, I. And after the event, I'm like, look at all these people that I helped because I was just being honest, because I was just sharing my truth. And, you know, I thought for the longest time, because I've been an entrepreneur for a long time, over a decade now, and I always thought like my speaking career would be something to the tune of me sharing my accomplishments and all the achievements that I've had. But it's so interesting how I have this kind of this like backwards way of how I started to speak. And then that, and then I, you know, started sharing it with more people. I eventually shared it with my, my parents, which that was probably the, the thing I was scared of the most because that person was actually still friends with my, my parents. And that was probably the biggest thing that I was uh, so fearful to share with them. I thought I was just going to break their world. And by no means was it easy, but I think it deepened our relationship tenfold because of the fact that I, I was open and honest with them. Mm. And so to kind of tie 
tie a bow on all this and, and why I, I even want to share this stuff is because uh, the story I shared with you is um, in terms of my podcast, it, it's very special to me because of the connections that I get to make. But just like kind of what we we're talking about when you're on my episode, talking about these people reaching out and saying, thank you so much. And Nick, you really helped me. I think I really got my real first taste of that um, at our third live event. And so just to give the audience a little context is with my podcast, I do them live in person. And um, a cool part of it that we like to do is actually throw an event. So we actually get people there and we just do a live podcast interview and people get to watch it. And then it's kind of like a networking thing. And it's just gaining traction pretty quickly. Like the last one we had was like over 225 people at the last one. And it felt like a real speaking engagement because people were there to like, listen. And, you know, I was actually pretty nervous for this one because of a few things is one, just the sheer amount of people I've never spoken in front of that amount of people that were there for me. But then also it was interesting because I brought on my friend who is incredible human being first and foremost he's gone through a lot of trauma in his life he was a SWAT officer down in New Orleans fighting crime on some of the most dangerous streets of the nation if not the world and um but then it was interesting because I shared this whole story about how I went to this EQ event and shared all this stuff and opened up and started being more honest and vulnerable and it was wild because he's like it's very interesting you share this because I just went, I just got back from Mexico where I went on this shamanic meditation journey. And I finally acknowledged that something very similar happened to me. And the message in his meditation was, do I need to, or he asked the meditation, do I need to share this with somebody? The answer was yes. And he asked who, and the answer was the world. And he's like, Oh my God. (laughs) So when he shares this with me, at this point, I've always just had like conversations with people intimately. I've never like really opened up about it, I would say publicly. But immediately when he said that, I was like, well, let's do it. Let's let's send it. Let's do a podcast. Let's do it. Let's throw a party. Let's get a bunch of people in a room and let's get vulnerable and let's share it with people. And so that's exactly what we did. So in addition to having hundreds of people there, uh, we also decided to really open up and share and, and get vulnerable and even give details on exactly what happened. And there's definitely nerves. I, I, I can't say I was 100% confident in it. I also, I knew it was going to be beneficial. Um, I just, felt, again, coming back to this whole following my intuition. And so we did it. And what was really powerful and kind of, again, just kind of looping this all together now is and we did that. And we also did something that was pretty interesting. I've never seen anything like it. And I got to give credit all to Dylan on this because he was the one that came up with it. But he basically said in front of everybody said, you're literally getting a chance to see us grow right in front of your eyes, because this is not easy, but it's providing massive growth for us. And he said, I'm hoping to return the favor. So by a show of hands, knowing that you're in a safe space, a judgment-free zone, who has been sexually abused, raped, molested? 75% of the room raised their hand. And which didn't shock me after like learning so much about this stuff, I realized how common it is. But the thing that was really, really profound was a couple of things like, you know, the people that it just gave, gave a whole new level of awareness to what really happens in, in this, in these circumstances but also there were a good portion of the people that publicly admitted for the first time in their life. And that's what was powerful for me because, you know, I got after the day after getting text messages, DMS, people coming up to me and, you know, coming back to this piece, but what we've been talking about Scott is like giving people permission. And so we just gave people a space to feel safe enough to feel, feel comfortable enough to just finally admit and let them know, you know, they saw that they weren't alone. They saw that it's okay to open up, you know, it's okay to know that you've gone through some trauma, but that doesn't define you. And so that's the reason I like to share this story is to show people that it's okay. It's, it's, it's not okay that it happened. It's quite unfortunate that it happened, but it is common that it happened. And I think, 
you know, I was talking to you about uh, Steve Weatherford. I heard him give this metaphor. I think it's an incredible metaphor. He said, you know, when there's mold in your house, it can really take over the house. If you, if you don't do it, do something about it. If you have some black mold, it can like just spread all over the place. And eventually the house will, <clears throat> the house will crumble down. But what do you do with something like that? It's in the basement. You got this black mold in the basement. What do you do to kill this mold? Well, you shine light on it. And so when you have trauma like that, if you just shine light on it, it can kill it. It can dissolve it so that it doesn't take you over. Because if you have this trauma, and again, I, I haven't always been on this mindset because of how I explained it to you before, but I could have just been kept pushing it off, pushing it off, kept pushing it off, keep suppressing it, keep pushing it down. And it would have just, it would have eventually destroyed me. Mm-hmm. It would have eventually destroyed me just like black mole would have destroyed a house. But because I shine light on it, it helped me free up. And that's what I'm here to do is, is really just help people. And that's all I've ever wanted to do is speak and help people. And I found this kind of backwards way about it. And it's just interesting. I kind of shared it before, but it's just like, I always thought it would be because I was sharing my achievements, but turns out it's just because I was being honest with myself and, and sharing my story. And that's why I am so infatuated with people's stories and I love people's stories. I love hearing because everyone has a story and everyone deserves to share that story because you never know who you're going to help with your story. First off, thank you for, for sharing that. No matter how many times you've shared it and with who and to what level, um, grateful that you were able to, to share it today. This shining light on darkness peace and these metrics that you talk about, right? I thought I was going to be standing up in front of a group of people talking about my accomplishments, you know, business I started or that I did this or I did that. I think this is a hill that a lot of people build a, a mound that they build a mountain into that I, I need I need to do something great and big in life in order to say that, you know, talk on Instagram or talk behind a podcast and all of these other things. But the unique makeup and composition of each of us and what we've done, what we've experienced, what we've gone through, I think that in itself is the real piece of connectivity that we feed off of as humans. I think it's Pixar has a rule that the main character does not always need to win or persevere. No, no, no. But they need to at least have tried. And the reason that Pixar has this rule with any of its films or animations is because human beings connect to that. We don't always do this big, crazy thing. and We don't need to always do this big, crazy thing. But the fact that you're at least trying, you're caring for yourself, you're talking about these things, that's the piece that connects us as humans. That's the one, I think, common denominator between each of us that is very special that we are able to connect onto. Is, you know, great example, the first time you and I spoke, that was the connectivity piece because you were so vulnerable with me and shared, you know, parts of this story that you just shared here with the audience. And I was like, I'm one grateful that he took the opportunity to share that, but now he's just opened up a door that I can walk into with him and have a conversation and be real and be a human with him. And I think that's, that goes back to that permission piece for before you went to this event and even your friend telling you that you needed to do these things. And aside from maybe the intuition piece and you pounding this stuff kind of down, suppressing it, because a lot of people do this, myself included, plenty of times in my past. Was there something else that really opened up this permission or this door for you? Or is it becoming such a, a burden to bear and push down those emotions that it didn't, yes, your friend influencing you to, to do this, but 
was there something else that gave you that permission before that event that, no, I actually, I really need to do this? I would just say it was, there's a few things for sure. Um, the relationship that I was in was a big component to all of this. Um, it was actually the catalyst to why I went because I was explaining to my friend that we were having some challenges mm. and she was dealing with her own set of issues. And he said, I think this would be really good for her. And for whatever reason, he told me like a year prior and for whatever reason, I was like, I think I want to go. And the reason I say like she was, the relationship was the catalyst because she's, she started teaching me so much more about like being honest with how you feel. Like she would tell me things like you made me upset. Like uh, you hurt my feelings. And like, that would be nothing. That would be something I would never tell anybody before. I would never say like, you hurt my feelings. I'm feeling embarrassed. Why did like, I feel, I deem those things as always like really bad. Like, why would I say that? I'm like, no, I'm okay. I'm good. Just again, like I'm, I constantly say, but she, she really started teaching me how to like really be in touch with your emotions. And I'm so grateful for her because of that, because she was a, a huge catalyst for me stepping out and starting to like acknowledge my emotions and, and handle them instead of just keep on brushing off. Like nothing's that big of a deal. And I guess just leaning into the fear a little bit more. Like I'd, I'd always kind of feared that the tough conversations and she, she was an advocate to just say, Hey, let's have this. Like, it's going to be tough or it's not going to be great. It's not, we're not going to have fun with this, but it's important. And it's, I think that that's what kind of taught me a lot is life's not all amazing sunshine and rainbows. There's light and dark. I, I always say that the world's in complete balance for every Hitler. There's a Gandhi, right? The yin, there's the yang. And so to resist the darkness, to resist the tough conversations, that's to resist a good piece of life, a part of life. And if you're not acknowledging and, and, and stepping into those moments, then you're kind of resisting life as a whole. And, you know, coming back to the conversation that we had before, you know, talking about this whole new appreciation for life, you get to appreciate, appreciate everything about life, the light and the dark. And I know for me, I suppressed the dark. I just thought, Hey, I want to stay away from that. Let's focus on the positive. Why would we focus on that shit? Like, I just want to, I just want to look at the good stuff. But you know, when I told my friend, um, you know, a few months after I went to this program, I, I told him that I said, I, I, I didn't think I was ever going to tell anybody. And he said, he's one of the most intelligent, most emotionally intelligent people I know. And he said, you know, when you just said that, I heard you say I was going to resist a piece of me for the rest of my life. And when he said that, that really opened my eyes because again, just life is life and it's not all amazing. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just, it depends on what kind of perspective you have, but there's some dark shit in life and you have to acknowledge it. You can't just avoid it because if you just keep on avoiding it, it just, it turns into something so much bigger. There's a quote I love, and I don't remember who said it. I think I've shared it on my podcast, but smooth seas never made a skilled sailor. And I have found myself, I've repeated those things during turbulent times in my life. You know, I went through a, a really bad breakup as well. Um, another thing that I, I think we connected with. Right. And I remember I you know, was using alcohol as a crutch at the time. Um, I was using cannabis at the time as a crutch. I was using all just these things as a crutch. And I found myself, it was probably February time period, really cold here in New England, sitting on the deck in my bathrobe um, and just say, what am I doing? Why am I accepting that I'm putting myself in this position? I've allowed myself to be in this position. And I think another piece, you know, segueing into the the smooth seas and in this turbulent times in your life is when you can accept things that they're happening or that they have happened or that they're potentially going to happen you release all of these shackles that have tied you down to using other things as an excuse in your life blaming other people you know blaming 
a relationship you're in, blaming politicians, blaming a system and all of these other things. And when you start to release all of these shackles and accept that these things are occurring or that you're in these moments, you start to become free to experience then what you want to experience and you get back control. And that is super exhilarating and and freeing in life. And I think that we as human beings struggle to accept things. And that can be very damaging to long-term growth and mental health. Yeah. I'm reminded of a quote that just rings really true for me. And it goes as the treasure that you desire most is in the, in the cave that you fear most, or it might be vice versa or flip like that. But I think it's so true. And, and you could, you could change out the, the desire or the treasure you desire most, or it could be the, the key that unshackles you from the chains that you want to free yourself of. And it's just like, once you really step into that, those things that you fear, cause like, that's, that's also the, like, even probably the, the main thing that I pulled from this program is that they, they told you, and this is what my friend Glenn, who was the one that, um, you know, got me to go. He said that you go to find your superpower. And so I went and found that the thing that I feared my entire life was in fact, my superpower vulnerability. And so until you start really leaning into those things that you're scared of, you're never going to find them. And I even saw a video the other day. I think it really spoke to me and by no means am I perfect at this. And there's still things that I'm scared of that I haven't attacked, but it talked about how people that go and attack the things that they want, the things that they're scared of. It's not that they don't have fear, but it's, it's that they have the courage to attack them and they don't, they, you know, coming back to like the faith or fear, like they have more faith, the faith, overdrowns the fear. So it's just like, don't think you're going to get to this point in your life where you're like, all right, I tackled fear. We're good. It's gone. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm aces now. It's always going to be there, but it's like, how do you want to handle that? And, you know, it's, you know, after I was listening to one of your episodes this morning and you're talking about how to build more confidence. Mm-hmm. And one of the ones that really stuck out to me was, risk like you you tack risk you use risk to build up your confidence and i just know that whenever whenever there's things that i'm scared of that i'm nervous about that i just jump into after you're finished you're like whoa it's like a whole new high mm-hmm. i mean i'll be honest probably the like i mentioned before in my story is the thing that i really feared the most was telling my parents mm-hmm. i i without a shadow of a doubt. And that was the scariest thing that I've ever done is to sit down. My parents are, I was just visiting in town for the week. They thought it was just like going to be a, a fun week of going and doing fun things. And it was during the summer and it's going to be amazing. And then I sit them down and say, Hey, I, I got to talk to you guys about something. And I was just crying and like it brought so much pain to them and it was challenging. But I just remember after we were done, I've never felt so elated. I've never felt so free. I've never felt so alive because I tackled what I thought was the biggest challenge ever. And it's interesting because you experienced it too. Is like once you do attack those things and you, you overcome them and you actually do the thing that you're scared of, you're kind of like, wait, that's, that's what I was, that's what I was scared of for 22 years. That, that's what I was scared of. And it's interesting because the more you attack those things and the more you address those things and you dive into the things you're scared of, the easier it gets. You build up that momentum because in the beginning, like you feel so, like such a daunting task. We're like, oh, how the heck am I ever going to do this? But if like, you just take that little step and another little step, another little step, and then you just keep on building that momentum. So you get finally get in this state where you're just a little bit more free flowing and you're like, you got that swag, you got that confidence, like you talked about, and it just becomes a little bit more of who you are. And then you start identifying with yourself as I'm the type of person that shows up and attacks my fear. 
that doesn't live in the fear. He overcomes the fear. You build a staircase. So I've said, listen, when you're in a building, you don't just fucking jump to the second floor. <laughs> That's not the way it works. You climb it six inches at a time. And for all those people in construction, I don't know if it's exactly six inches, but you have these micro positions that you're in in order to reach that next capability, unlock that next capability. And there's a there's something that you said that really, I mean, a lot of it rang true, but what you really said is you're shifting up the equation that you thought was the equation of your life. So risk is this thing that is almost impenetrable. Like it's so daunting. It's so scary that I can't dare walk into that world. And I think the piece here is being able to recognize that you're 100% right. We have no clue what sits behind door number one or two or three, any of these doors we want to select. But the powerful, most interesting thing that we can remind ourselves of every single day is that no matter what sits behind those doors, you have the ability to deal with it, to face it, to get through it. And once that thing, that piece of confidence starts to flip that equation higher than the risk factor, your tolerance level starts to shift. And we talked about this, but one of my things in the morning with that five-minute journal is a daily affirmation too. I've got this. I'm healthy. I was made for this shit. Bring it on. Mm -hmm. And when you start to focus and zone in on that, the the biggest piece why we, why a lot of people fear just risk and all of these things is because we have no clue about the thing on the other side. So when things are laid out for us and we're confident as to what's going to happen, yeah, it's easy to walk those lines because we know what's about to happen. Or if we already watched a movie, we're not going to jump during a scary movie because, yeah, we know Jason's going to pop out. We we get it. Okay. But when you start to say, well, I really don't give a shit if Jason pops out because I'm going to elbow the motherfucker in the head and I'm going to keep on walking. And so when you start to shift this equation and you start to flip things, these doors that you open up, yes, it doesn't go away that we don't know. We don't have a crystal ball as to what happened, but there's one thing that we can be, we can guarantee, and that's our confidence in ourselves to get through whatever that thing may be. And that is, is one of those superpowers that leaning into fear really starts to create in people. And it's very special to, to watch that. Yeah. And I, I think that's exactly what, what true confidence is because there's a lot of conversations about confidence and what exactly is confidence? You know, is it hyping yourself up in the morning and saying you're great in the mirror? And yeah, there's all different ways on how to become more confident in yourself but in my opinion, what confidence really is, is just knowing that whatever happens, you'll handle it. Because I think that's what like scares a lot of people. And like I said, again, me included, because I have certainly not tackled all my fears. But it's like, once you just kind of come to terms that whatever happens, I'll be good. I'll figure it out. That's, that's where you have a lot of power. Because if you're a person that's just trying to always figure out okay, what's going to happen here? And I can, like, you can have, I think there's a lot of people that have talked about like situational confidence, like where, okay, you're finally, you're good to like go socialize and you, you have this group of friends that you're always socializing with and you're really, you know, social and interactive there. Like that's, that's a place that you are confident. But what if you go to this other party that you have, you don't know anybody. And then all of a sudden you're, you know, in the corner hanging out by yourself. So I just truly believe that if you, if you can just have this bravado and, and mentality of that, hey, I, I can, whatever happens, I will figure it out. And I think the more you come to, with that approach and you just put yourself in those situations more often, where you're like, I literally have no idea what's going to happen here. But then you prove to yourself that I didn't know what was going to happen, but I figured it out and it was fun. And I, I just had a good time. And I think if you continue to have that mentality where you're just like, boom. Let me throw myself in here. Let's see what kind of crazy story comes from this. The more you continue to prove to yourself 
that you are that type of person. Because again, coming back to the whole conversation of just hyping yourself up and affirmations work 100%. But like one of my mentors talks about the way you truly build confidence is just by putting yourself in those situations so much that you have given your brain so much evidence that it's just, it, your brain believes you, right? Because our brain is our brain and our mind are always looking for evidence. You say you're this confident person, but yet you don't actually go and tackle your fears. Your brain's like, there's a mismatch here. Mm-hmm. But if you say, hey, I want to be confident. I want to be a person that tackles my fears. And then you do it. Your brain's kind of like, oh, I guess this guy's serious now. Mm-hmm. So one of the ways that I've registered that I love that connectivity piece that your that your brain does and I want to riff off that for a second before an event an experience whatever that you are fearful of write down what you're experiencing why are you fearful why are you nervous to register those out loud let's accept them and then feel free to write how you can get through them. And then after said event or experience, write down without looking at that other list what you feel and what you experienced. Then flip the piece of paper, that front top half back up and start to analyze those things against each other and see how powerful things start to really become. And that experience is that connectivity piece that you just talked about that can be so powerful because prior you're in this mode and this, the hatches are shut and the nerves are going and the way you write or what you write and then the way in your brain works and the way it writes after the event, that high, that euphoric kind of experience that comes from it, like, oh, this wasn't so bad. This was actually amazing. And comparing those two things does such a wealth for your mind to say, well, it actually kind of sounded ridiculous. I shouldn't have, I don't know why I actually had so much anxiety or fear around this thing that I did just did, because look at this list of things that ended up coming from this thing that I feared. And if you continue to do that over time, that's not only the, the the brain piece that you said getting on that that same wavelength, but also physically seeing it in front of you can be very powerful too as well. Yeah. And I, I think that it makes it more objective and less emotional too when you look back on it. If we do look back at things and just look at it from a very objective standpoint, you're like, why are you freaking out? Mm-hmm. This isn't that bad. Like you're afraid to go get on stage or you're afraid to share a, a little story you had in the past. But if you, if you take some type of approach like that, where you just write it down and talk through all the emotions that you're feeling and then look back on it. And again, it just gives you another reference point to be like, okay, well, that's how you handle it. Hmm. And I think, you know, coming back to, I, I just truly believe in, in developing your emotions more and more. And I know you've talked about that quite a bit on your show, which I'm very pleased you are because I think they even say that EQ is the number one determining factor across all domains towards success. It's not IQ anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think just the more aware that you can be about your emotions and just say, Hey, I'm acknowledging that I'm feeling this way. And this is exactly what I'm feeling right now. Even I'm working with a coach right now that's helping me with that stuff more and more. And she gave me a task this week to say, hey, as you're going throughout your week, just acknowledge what you're feeling and write it down. Maybe it is, you know, you're on a podcast, you're really enjoying it. You're, you're experiencing a lot, of a, a lot of joy and healthy emotions, if you want to call it that. But then maybe you have a, conver- a tough conversation and you're experiencing some anxiety or you're experiencing some shame or guilt or whatever it is, like the best way that you can wrap around it. But I think the more aware you get around those type of emotions and you can acknowledge and recognize and and be aware of what you're experiencing, then you can start to like pull yourself out of it a little bit more instead of just always being caught in this, this whirlwind of emotions. And you're just kind of being thrown all over the place because you're not as like able to step back and say, this is what I'm experiencing. Mm. It's this 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 world of offense versus defense. When we're constantly putting up our shield, boy, does that shield get heavy over time. 
right? <laughs> but where we think like, eh, maybe we could use some Kevlar. It's a little lighter. It's actually a lot stronger too. And you start to really evaluate life through those that different lens. And I think that taking a step back is probably the the best or pausing is probably the best thing that we can do because life moves very fast. You know, what our parents experienced in life at the rate in which their world moved to their parents, our grandparents, the rate in which their world moved, ours moves very, very fast. And it's only going to compound. And so in our existence, being able to slow down in a world that is always so fast is a skill in itself, a very rare skill, you know, mm-hmm. going back to that present piece that that we talked about. And I have found myself at plenty of points, moments where I'm on to the next thing and not sitting and actually registering these things. We're like, we try to be a computer and process things so fast, but it's like, that doesn't mean that what we end up spitting out at the end of that equation at the end of that process is something that's really going to 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 help us to to leverage us to catapult us to to new places so spending the time actually registering these things out loud and that's why writing has been such a, a great thing for me you know we talked about it on your podcast but i also spend so much time writing my episodes because writing i have found has been i i didn't do well in school high school or college hated it. I was like, just get me into the real world. I just want to experience life. Like get me out of Mm -hmm. the classroom. And there's one thing that I always connected to. And that was writing because it, it purposely made me put me in a position where I needed to slow down a little bit because I'm Mm -hmm. a very energetic extrovert. And I have found that writing allowed me to slow my role and actually get deep and intimate with myself. So like when I write my podcast, I light a candle. I have I've played Mozart in the background and I listen to a very wide range of music and it's allowed me to just step out of my body for a moment and really be at peace with things and really get so detailed and, and zoned in that I'm like wow, look at all the time that's passed, but those opportunities are so special and at the the rate in which our world is moving, it's not going to slow down anytime soon. And so taking the opportunity to slow down with yourself, I think is, is a, is a skill that a lot of us can continue to practice on a daily basis. 100% man. I'm going to tell you a quote that I think you'll really resonate with that has just been on the forefront of my mind lately. And it says, let's, let's start measuring our success, not by the level of our productivity, but rather the level of our awareness. Mm. And it's an Alan Watts quote. And I, I'm so on board with what you're saying is in terms of like slowing down. And I think that's what that quote really is saying is like, and I've been there for sure. And that's something I'm always continuing to work towards more is, is that slowing down, being more aware, being more present. Cause I've, I have a lot of my entrepreneurial career is just go, go, go hustle, 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 be productive, do the things. But I guess like the thing that I always kind of come back to is, it's kind of the metaphor of like being in the maze versus being up in the tree house. That's looking over the maze. Like, yes, you can be in the maze and you can eventually figure it out. It's going to burn a lot more energy. It's going to take a lot longer. It's just going to be a little bit more exhausting, but you can figure it out. Mm-hmm. Right. But if you, every once in a while you just decide to climb up the tree and look, Hey, Oh, there we go. That that's, that's the way to go. That's the way to go. And you're just a little more aware from a grand grand perspective, it makes things a little bit easier and it gets you to slow down. And for me too, as of late, it's just inner peace is a real priority for me because if you're not conscious and and being very intentional about making that happen, you're going to act like there's an amazing quiet went to an event a few, like a month ago. And this lady said, if you're not intentional about creating a business, you'll accidentally create a job. And I think that really relates to anything in life. If you're not intentional about having inner peace, you'll accidentally create a lot of inner chaos. And you could apply that to anything, but that's why we come back to the whole intentional thing. Mm. I don't know if you've heard of him, but Dr. Huberman, um, he has a podcast, Huberman Lab, that's just skyrocketing the charts. He does a phenomenal job. I heard him say something that I 
it's taking these very big thoughts that seem so distant to people and saying, how do we pull them into a place where they're tangible, right? I, I can go and I can execute off of that thing. And speaking of this place of elevation, one of the things that I heard him say that I thought was like, that makes perfect sense and it's such an easy implementation is that for every 45 minutes of very focused work, take at least five minutes to look big picture. And that could mean stepping away from your computer and literally looking at your window at the city or at the woods or going for a walk because it is so easy to get zoned in on our tiny phones, even with the biggest iPhone in reality compared to life and how big life is and how much is going on and how much there is to be grateful for, stepping away for that really starts to put the pieces into perspective. And you're right. When when you're thinking about all of those little micro details, it's very easy to feel like you're just kind of being thrown around in life. You're not actually living kind of a zombie and and life is to your point on, on your podcast chances that you became a human being a human being and you're living in these micro details and just sifting through life it's like well i, I started a business because i want to make money that's like saying you're, you're living because you want to breathe like yeah okay but there's there's a lot more there's a lot more to it and i think gaining that ele- elevation allows for gratitude it allows for you to actually play the long game because when we're so focused on the little intricate details, we get paralysis by over planning and trying to build frameworks for every little situation. That's impossible. Life will continue to give you looks that you never can prepare for. And when you zoom out, you really start to understand, yeah, life is short, but it's also very long at the same time. And I think when you climb up in that tree fort that you're talking about, that puts everything into perspective for you. That means understanding what your emotions mean. That means not getting caught in the small details, right? A lot of things start to release all of those shackles that held you in to that maze and life just becomes way more of a long-term game for, for, for you. Yeah. I think it just becomes more rich. Part of me wants to say you enjoy it more, but I don't know if that's necessarily 100% true because ever since I've become more in touch with my emotions and more emotionally intelligent, but also just I've understood myself so much more, I almost think it makes the highs high, but the lowers low, which is interesting. I'd love to hear what your take is on that, but I think I, I'm just experiencing life fuller now. And I think there's more fulfillment that comes from that. Yeah. One of the things that comes to to mind is what we were talking about earlier in that when you start to live life this way, you see opportunity around every corner. That's the piece that becomes more enjoyable, right? And And that's why I use this lens analogy, because when you start to live life out of leaning into fear, poking curiosity, gaining elevation, all of these different things life just transforms. It's almost like you're like, holy shit, am I still on the same planet? And these can happen at like these epiphany moments. But honestly, there have been many moments I know in in my life where I've shifted my perspective or, or I've gained elevation or I've slowed down and all of these different things that allowed me to see life through a completely different lens that it was way more fulfilling too. It meant that each step that I was doing because of the elevation allowed me to live longer term. So I went to, um, I don't know if you're familiar with Toastmasters. I went to a Toastmaster event years ago and it was my first Toastmaster event. And um, as a guest, you don't have to go up in front of the room. But I was like, well, fuck it. I'm here because I'm pushing myself, leaning into that fear. So I'm going to stand up in the fucking room in front of the room. And there was this one gentleman that ended up doing his speech just following mine. And he had been part of Toastmasters for quite some time. And he was ripped. He looked so healthy, like everything about it. He looked really good. Older gentleman, but really healthy from the outside. Um, and so I took an opportunity after the the event. And I said, you look amazing, man. Like how, if you don't mind me asking, how old are you? 
He's like, oh, 75. I'm like, 75 years old. And he said, he asked me, does that surprise you? I'm like, can you see my jaw on the floor? Yeah, it surprises me. Um, what do you what what do you do in life? Like, what what is your what is your thing? And he goes, I teach people that they don't need to get old. And my life, all I've done is I coach people to not think that they're getting old. And that's exactly what I've done. Hmm. And it makes you really think about how much we actually can control with our minds. And you know that we've only locked one or 2% of our brain's power. When you think about that, it's scary exciting. You're like, wow, if we've unlocked one to 2%, if I just got a 16th of more power put into this mind, what am I capable of doing? What am I capable of? What type of impact am I capable of? What type of health am I capable of? And then life just like blows up. You're like, whoa, this planet's big. There, there's a lot that that I can do. And I think that's that's exciting. That's it. That's wild. I've come across a few people that you meet them and you're like, wow, you look amazing. And then they're like, they tell you how old they are. And you're just like, what? And again, it just always comes back to like, what is your mindset? Like, I always believe that your thoughts is where everything starts, but then your words too. And it's like, what are you speaking into existence? Cause I, uh, I never thought I would get a tattoo, but I got this right here and it says abracadabra. Mm-hmm. And it's translated in Hebrew, as I speak, I create. And so I just think that's really important. I, and I even listened to a podcast recently. This guy was talking about, don't say stupid shit. Don't say dumb stuff. Don't say, I'm tired. Don't say, oh, I'll never get that. Like, why would I put that out into the existence? Because we all know that the energy that you put out is what comes back. And I've seen it on both sides. To come back to my story about my shoulder is what I said right after that happened, because I was just bawling. I was just a mess. My mom asked me, "What's? why are you so upset? And I said, when it rains, it pours. And I hated that I said that, but it also showed me what kind of energy I was putting out into the world. I was literally expecting something bad to happen to me. Sure enough, it happened. Now, it was all part of my story and it ended up helping me a lot because of the perspective that I, I gave. But I guess I questioned did I absolutely need to go through that if I was just putting out a little bit better energy because it always comes back. And I think you and I were talking about this last time the, uh, the little, I don't know, marbles that you put on. That would be such a cool piece of content where you put like energy put out is what comes back. So it's whatever I, you put out there. I, I love that. And, and being able to register that those things are happening when when you just speak a part to to speaking things into existence naturally it's a place we're going to a lot of people go to is those negative thoughts those kind of negative behaviors but if you register it out loud and say that it's happening and then push back on it with a an equal uh, a positive piece so like oh i'm i feel guilty because i didn't spend enough time with my mother over the weekend right and then the natural follow up to that is but I was able to spend time with her this weekend and it made her month. And if you can continue to do that, you can kind of suffocate out those negative pieces and speak that positivity into existence. And I think that these powerful practices, they're, they're, they're not complex to, to implement um, at all. Mm-hmm. So Nick, I, uh, I super appreciate you sharing your story creating your podcast, being vulnerable with us today, and then also being vulnerable with the world and giving them permission. That's what the the summary is, that you are a person on this planet that is giving people permission, which means that with that permission, they're able to lean into that vulnerability and hopefully walk through life giving other people permission saving lives. And I, and I truly mean that saving lives. That's nothing touches that. So thank you for what you do and what, where can people listen to, you've had some very interesting 
individuals on your podcast that have shared some really deep stories. Where where can people follow you, follow your podcast, follow your stories? Yeah. Well, first off, I just again want to say thank you, Scott. I I just truly appreciate your friendship and just our level of connection. It's it's so cool when you meet people that you just have that instant connection with and you can just talk for hours. It's really special. So thank you for just spending some time and energy with me. And thank you for having me on your podcast. It's an absolute honor to be on the motivated mind. And um, so, yeah, um, my podcast is called just grow and we're on Apple and iTunes. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, we have a page for that. And then just my personal one. You're an amazing dude. I, I really, I really am behind what you do and what you stand for. And thank you. Thank you, brother. Really appreciate you, man. Thanks for listening to The Motivated Mind with your host, Scott Lynch. I hope you enjoyed our deep dive into how our vulnerability can change the world with Nick. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at the motivated underscore mind and on Facebook at the motivated mind podcast. Don't forget to join me every Monday and Thursday for new episodes. I love you all and thanks so much for listening. Motivated Mind is a legacy division.